Blog Talk Radio. afternoon everybody it's been quite a while since I've been here and it's just really good to be back much has happened since I was last with you there's been death there's been COVID there's been regular normal challenges and I'm sure I could go on and on but I won't I'm also sure that you too have had the ravages of life to come your way. But I'm here to say that God is good. He is so good. I am going to be taking a little different format than I had been, um, been looking at when we were together last. I plan to take some of the devotionals that I have and share them with you. So basically, I will be reading. And I will be, you know, adding my own input, of course. But I want to start off today with a devotional that was written by Sheila, Sheila Walsh. It's entitled, Peace for Today. Based on scriptures in Zephaniah, Psalms and Numbers. <coughs> oh, excuse me so much. I had no idea I was going to enter the show. But Sheila Walsh unveils that God is the one who is in control. <laughs> We're not. He is the one who gives us the wisdom, courage, and strength to live peacefully and to live peace-filled days, even among our daily chaos and personal challenges. My goal here is that together we might find more confidence and strength for our individual journeys. That said, I'd like to start off with a verse or a few verses as Sheila has directed out of the book of Numbers, the sixth chapter of Numbers, beginning with verse 24. It's one of my favorite passages. I have so many favorites, though. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. The next verse comes from, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Verse 
And then we're going to look at uh, Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17. The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. She has entitled this section of the devotional, You Have Known the Distress of My Soul. It was like trying to fill a bucket that has a hole in it. For 25 years, she had weathered an emotionally abusive marriage. She had tried to help her husband, but she never could do enough or give enough. She had forgiven and forgiven, granted countless second chances, and patched her broken heart back together over and over again. Then one day, she found she couldn't go any further. At last, the two of them found themselves in the office of a very good therapist. During the many months she spent there, she learned a lot and healed a lot. Then in one of her last sessions, the therapist admitted to her that a couple of times her husband had actually succeeded in causing the therapist to doubt himself. If he can do that to me, the therapist said, I can't even imagine what he does to you. In that moment, she said, I broke down in tears because for the first time ever, ever, someone truly understood Knowing that someone truly understands the deepest wounds of our souls is a powerful source of healing. That heart connection speaks peace into the fiercest storm and is salve for the most wounded heart. Having such a connection with another human being is truly wonderful. But Psalm 31 reveals the even sweeter truth that God himself knows and understands our most desperate sorrows. In verse 7, the psalmist says, I will rejoice and be glad in your steadfast love because you have seen my affliction. You have known the distress of my soul. The Hebrew word translated rejoice here means literally to spin around. And I love this. The term steadfast love can be translated merciful kindness. When we put it all together, the verse comes out like this. I will spin for joy and be glad because of your merciful kindness to me. Because you have seen my affliction. You have known the anguish of my soul. The psalmist found great comfort in knowing that God understood his pain and that the one who understood him was mighty to save. That is indeed a reason to spin for joy. So, beloved, <clears throat> I'd like to say to you at this point that God sees you, he knows you, he loves you, and <clears throat> mighty mighty to save. 
before we go on, <clears throat> just trying to clear my voice a little bit here. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> okay. Life happens, people. Life happens. I'm back. When the this section is entitled "When the Journey Is Too Much." <clears throat> Fatigue certainly makes cowards of us all. This was a statement that Vince Lombardi, um, the football legend of the Green Bay Packers made. We've all experienced it. The end of the day comes, and with it, the end of our energy and often the end of our courage for whatever the next day may hold. Great heroes of the Bible have experienced it. Even the mighty prophet Elijah. Our first several encounters with Elijah reveal a fiery man of God, a man who is unafraid to take on conflict, who unhesitatingly took care of the business at hand, and I would venture he might have even had a bit of swagger in his step. When Queen Jezebel found out about all the trouble Elijah had been causing, she threatened his life. I would expect the bold Elijah of Mount Carmel to tell her, bring it, but that isn't what he did. No, we who are familiar with this passage, we know that Elijah turned and ran. After a day's journey into the wilderness of Judah, Elijah sat down under a broom tree and cried out to God, It is enough, Lord. It is enough. Take away my life. What? Is that what happened? Yes. What in the world was it that caused strong and confident Elijah, who had stood on Mount Carmel, and called down fire from heaven. Immediately after his desperate prayer, Elijah fell asleep under the broom tree. He was exhausted. And what did God do? He didn't lecture Elijah about his calling or tell him to toughen up. Tell him that he didn't tell him that men don't cry. No. Instead, God tenderly cared for Elijah. He sent Elijah an angel who awakened him to feed him. He let him sleep some more, and then he fed him again. <clears throat> the food and the rest would enable Elijah to make the journey that was ahead. Perhaps a great journey awaits you or me. Or maybe you are traveling a journey that has become too much for you to handle, and you're telling God that you've had enough. Take a moment, listen to your body. Do you need a good night's sleep, a power nap, or maybe even a meal right now? God, our creator, knows that your physical body has limits. It is amazing how a bit of rest can change perspective. A bit of rest can allow us to experience sweet peace 
rather than overwhelming anxiety and eventually help us to recoup and to to get our momentum again. And so I leave this last story with you today regarding peace for today. And I will pick it back up next Friday at the same time, 2 o'clock Pacific Central Time, or Pacific Standard Time, I'm sorry. Uh, And then you can adapt Central and Eastern and Mountain Time accordingly. Until then, I'd like to share these last words. He tenderly and wisely cares for you, his beloved.